You're listening to Lunch and Learn with your host, Myra McKnight, heard only on Hindsight Media Radio 103.5 FM, where there's always something good to talk about. Hello, this is Myra McKnight with your new Lunch and Learn today, and I am glad to be a part of your space, and I hope you're glad to be a part of mine as well. And today for our Lunch and Learn, we're going to talk a little bit about reclaiming your power. Yeah, reclaiming your power. How do we do that? We're going to talk about that just a bit. Um, as you all know, I am the president CEO of Better One, Better Two Relationship Academy. Work with couples and individuals and having a better relationship, first of all, with themselves, as well as with their partners. And over the years, what I have found is that what happens to both male and females is that their power is lost. And when their power is lost, what happens is that they have a kind of um, irritant in their relationships. They try to come together, but they're angry and they're frustrated and they're mad. And so they're fighting each other consistently. So when we decide that we want to be in a relationship, what we do is we change and we change against each other more so, more so than change with each other. So I'm going to take a commercial break and then I'm going to come right back and we're going to keep talking about your power.
All right, all right, all right. We're back with our Lunch and Learn, and this is Myra McKnight, and we are talking about reclaiming your power. And as I said, I work with a lot of couples and individuals, and relationships are difficult. But you know what's more difficult? Or people. People make relationships difficult. And when you don't know who you are, and were you not sure about the journey that you're on? And I talk about this all the time about being on your journey. That is how you get your power. Being on your journey is that plug in source where you go into to help you. It's kind of like, you know, the Superman, the, 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 the American heroes and the Avengers and, and, and all of those kind of, um, comic heroes. Where is your source? Where is your power? Why are we pretending to be, you know, we're weak, we're hurting, we're screaming, we're hollering, we're angry. Those are negative reactions. Those are weak reactions. When you hit a person, when you're angry, when you're frustrated, those are weak reactions. But when you're able to stand up on your own power in your own throne with your crown and dismiss that kind of energy, you are the king, you are the queen. And what we at Hindsight Media Network, Hindsight Media Radio want to help you understand is that you have an option. You have an option. And the option that you have is to reclaim your power. It's not like you never had it. It's not like you never had it. You have had this power from birth. You were born with this power. I don't care what people tell you that you were born a certain way. No, you were born with the inability to be the best person that you could possibly be in your life. And you have to work towards that every day. You can't just, you know, you can't just think that I can just, everybody's going to be nice to me. I'm just going to get everything that I want and all is going to be well. And it doesn't. It doesn't. Nothing is well without you putting forth the effort to do that. So let's talk about the power. Your first line of power has to start with how you communicate. How do you communicate? Do you communicate? And, you know, I know that the world and society within the matrix has talked about being an introvert or being an extrovert or being a socialist or being a communist or being, um, you know, a um, social butterfly. They give us all kind of tags, names. And what we try to do is we try to pin ourselves into the peg of the particular name that society has given out. What about if you stop doing that? What if you stop trying to find the name that society might have for you and you allow yourself to be free? You free yourself from society's names and norms and you be who you are. What is important is that you want to make sure that what you are doing is beneficial to you, not to anybody else, but to you in a positive manner. And communication is a key. Communication is not just talking. Communication is also listening. Communication is also your, 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 
physical communication? How are you physically communicating it? Do you stand tall with confidence? Do you roll your eyes? Are you slumped over? Are you hee-haw, I don't know kind of thing? You know, how are you bringing this to your life so that you can be better? And I'm going to give you a couple of scenarios here of, of over the last 20 years, 25 years where I have worked with couples and the things that have caused problems in their lives. And, um, I might have a couple that might come in and they do an assessment. I'll do one with them and they are acing the assessment. They are acing it. Everything is good. And then they'll come back three years later and they say, Myra, you know, we got some problems. I do another assessment with them and communication is dropped. But what happens is that in all relationships, if you are not giving any credence, any time, or if you're not dropping any nuggets of good into that particular pot, then it's going to evaporate. It will evaporate. It's going to be gone completely. You have to put in to anything what you want to get out of it. I never understand how as people, human beings, you can give so much to a job. And every year they give you a 10 cent, 25% raise and tell you by the next year, you need to have this done. Well, what happens is human beings, what we do is when we get to our desk, we're working it out. We're making sure that we do exactly what they told us to do. So next 12 months, we'll get another 25 cents. But when it comes down to what's best for you, we take a little time. We kind of drag it out. We procrastinate about it. And that's not a benefit for any of us to do that. For your family, your friends, your partner, your husband, your wife, for the community, or either for the world as being in this society. Okay? How do you communicate? Are you assertive enough? People say, you know, what does that mean? Assertiveness? It's not like, you know, they say passive aggressive and that kind of thing. Assertiveness is making sure that a person understands what you're saying. That you are communicating in a proactive manner and expressing your feelings and desires. How do we communicate today? Most people are screaming and hollering and they're giving ultimatums and they're telling you what to do and what you need to do, what you should do. And I tell my couples this, should do, need to do, ought to do, why can't you do, should be totally out of your vocabulary when you are talking to an adult. If it's your husband or it's your wife, you can't talk to them that way. That's another show when we're dealing with content and tone. When you are being assertive in your relationship, even in your job, you need more money in your job. You need to take off your job. You need to go on family leave. You need to do something special. You need to have assertiveness within yourself. That's your power to go to your manager, to your boss or whoever they might be and say, I need this thing. This is what I need. You want to communicate in a proactive way of expressing how you feel, not in an angry way. That's beneficial. You want to reveal to them how you feel and you want them to listen. 
that there are two things in between revealing and listening. The most important thing is understanding. If you reveal to them in a negative tone, in an angry tone, in a frustrated tone, then they don't hear you. And that's really true with the couples that I have come in is because the man says she's trying to control me. The woman says he doesn't listen to me. And that's because what's being revealed and what's being heard are two different things. If you're in a relationship and you are screaming and hollering and and demanding and you should, you need to. That conversation shuts down. That other person doesn't hear you because they don't hear what you're saying. We, again, are talking about how you reveal what you need to someone. And if that person gets it on the other end, well, there's a line of communication that has to happen. What you reveal has to be heard. And if they can't understand you because you're screaming, you're hollering, you're cussing, you're fussing, you're angry, you're giving ultimatums, then you have talked for nothing. How do you reclaim your power? Methodically revealing how you feel in a manner of expression that is calm, cool, collected. Calm, cool, collected. And let me make it a little bit more clear for you. Confident. Confident in what you're saying. Confident that you know what you're saying. You're clear about what you're saying. And you are measured and controlled in your conversation. This comes about when, again, as I always say, and I will not stop saying it, is you are on your journey. You cannot receive the power that you need to be the best person that you can be if you're not on your journey. Men, women, you have to take responsibility for you and who you are. You got to find you. You got to find what you like and what you don't like. And that's for both male and female. When I say confident, it means that you're not cocky about it, but you're confident that I am relaying this message to you. I'm revealing to you how I feel because it's important to me because I know how I feel. And when my couples are talking and the woman is trying to reveal herself because, of course, we are emotional. Men are egotistical. And so he's not getting it if she's crying. That's not how you get anything crossover to a man. If you're crying, sometimes you don't even, that's, that's just showing a sign of weakness to a point. If you're going to cry, go in a room, cry, go outside and cry, talk to the tree and cry, shut it down and get yourself together. Get your confidence going and walk in there as an adult and say, I love you, but I don't appreciate what you did. And what you did was unacceptable to me and how I feel. You're always using the I statement. You want to be clear. How do you want to be clear? Meaning that you are not cursing. You are saying it in a methodical way to where that person can receive it and what you're saying. If you're screaming, if you're hollering, if you're cursing, you have put the wall up and the other person, no matter who it is, male, female, is not listening. 
You want to be controlled, definitely controlled and measured. That's how, and you've seen it happen. Uh, President Barack Obama, I can say that for sure because we know him. He was very measured in his conversation. When they would ask him a question, he thought about what he was going to say. He was measured. And there's a lot of people like that. But then there's some people who just talk and go off the riff and go off emotions and go off how they feel and what somebody else told them and things of that nature. So to reclaim your power, you have to show assertiveness. You have to be able to talk. Now, what I find with my couples, what do happen is this. They don't want to be assertive because they don't want to talk about it. I'm just going to leave it alone because if I say something, she going to get mad. If I say something, he going to get mad. If, um, um, you know, it's just going to start an argument and we cool today. So we're not going to talk about it. But that's the wrong attitude to take. And it's the wrong action to take, because what happens is this. Whatever situation you want to talk about, you just swept it under the rug. And when you sweep it up under the rug, it's going to come back. The next time you have an argument, that same issue that you were just talking about is going to come back and hit you both in the face. And they're going to say, well, you did that last week. And last week I told you about this, but it was an argument. It was a conflict that you didn't solve. So being assertive means that you're just holding it in. You're choosing not to talk about it, but that's not a benefit to the relationship. No, you want to remember You want to reveal how you feel in a confident manner, clear manner, and a controlled, measured manner. You want nothing to get into the middle of that person hearing you because you want them to understand. That's very important. You want to maintain your power and be, and that's how you, when you're on your journey, that's how you get your power. So what are you talking about in assertiveness? You're talking about your needs. The things that you need in your life, the things that you're missing. And I tell couples all the time, what happens in relationships is this, is that you're missing something and you don't know how to express what you're missing. You can be a wife, a husband, a brother, a sister, um, uh, you know, a, a, a cousin, a worker. You can be all those things. But. What happens in relationships, we as human beings, as men and women, have to be able to connect. And we have to connect in more ways than just intimately or sexually. When we're talking about assertiveness, there are needs that have to be met that a woman has, and there are needs that have to be met that a man has. What are those needs? Most of the time, couples don't talk about it. Because all they're thinking about is how the bills are going to get paid. Who's going to take the kids to the soccer game? Who's going to pick them up for school? Who's going to clean the house? Who's going to cook the food? Who's going to pay the bills? And they forget about the male-female component where assertiveness is important. What happens in our jobs when we have an issue with our jobs and we appear that we have a very aggressive manager? What do we do? Back down, don't say anything, and continue to be miserable when we go to that job every day? that we have to be there? How do we get to that person? You have to be confident, clear, and controlled. What happens when we're dealing with our children and our children are wayward and they're not understanding what they're saying? Most of the time, kids don't listen to parents anyway. But there's an opportunity where you can come to them, not with a uh, (laughs) 500-page paragraph, 
but with a few words that are confident, clear, and concise. Teach your children to speak up. You learn to speak up because you're speaking up for yourself. Don't harbor your feelings within and not let your feelings be known. If you're dealing with a person, which I've seen this happen in my couples who just don't want to listen, that's an issue that person has. You'll get to find out that's not your issue. But how would you find that out if you're not on your journey? If you don't know who you are? And, you know, just to be transparent, I remember some years ago um, when my husband and I got married and he would say, you know, he'll want me to do something and and he'll kind of talk over me or whatever. And I said to him, I said, I know you're upset and that's okay. I understand that. But I am going to say to you exactly how I feel. I was confident. I was clear and I was controlled. I did not allow myself to be backed down or backed back because of somebody else. You have a right to be heard. And I've said that before. I have a right to be heard. Just like I'm listening to you, I have a right to be heard. I will choose not to lose my power over the situation. I choose not to give you my power by getting upset, cussing, fussing, and being angry. I choose to stay on my throne and I choose to wear my crown. And when you look at it that way, you've elevated yourself to a different position in your life. And you have to be that way with everybody. Your needs sometimes gets, um, is, is taken over by other people's needs, such as our children, our husbands, our wives, our, our parents, and things of that nature. But you have to make sure that you don't allow that to a point that you start to swim in other people's issues and forget the things that you have to do for yourself. Ask yourself on a scale of 1 to 10, how assertive are you? If you're at a zero, a two, three, you're kind of passive. You're just kind of letting people kind of move over you and walk over you. If you're in the middle of assertiveness, um, you know, you're balanced. If, if your assertiveness is at a nine or 10, then you're being aggressive and nobody is going to listen because you're angry, you're frustrated. And, and I had a couple, a couple of days ago and, um, um, the, the husband, most of the time, the men say that and it's like, I'm passionate about this. I'm just passionate. I'm not mad. I'm just passionate. Well, that's not true. That's not true. You're angry. There's no passion in that. Passion is passion of love, passion of respect, passion of honor, not passion of anger. If you're screaming and you're hollering, you're elevating, you are mad as hell. And it's difficult to talk to people in that manner. And you have to decide. And you have to be cognizant of the fact that if you're that angry, you're not hearing me. So that goes back to that middle, middle place that we got the understanding. If you're screaming, if you're hollering, if you're frustrated, then I don't understand what you're saying because all I see right now is some aggression. And aggression is not beneficial for us right now to have a conversation any further. So you, you have to look at things from the perspective of where you are in your relationship. Think of yourself of a superhero. Don't you want to get to that position of being a superhero? Do you know what you can do if you're a superhero? The sky is not even the limit. You can do anything that you want to do. But if you put yourself as a, a sheep, 
You know what sheeps are? Sheeps are unfortunately the dumbest animals on the planet. Sheeps are controlled. Sheeps are told what to do. You don't want to be a sheep. I would rather be a superhero than a sheep, wouldn't you? Being a superhero means you have your own power. You have your own throne and you stand up on your own. And you don't back down to people. Backing down, and what I mean by backing down, when I talk to my couples, it's not not like you're, you're, you're putting up the dukes and ready to get in a boxing ring, but you use a methodical and intelligent mindset. You're coming from a space of positivity. You're coming from a space of wisdom. That you're not going to be... Um, allow someone else to usurp their authority on you. Okay. Some things, when you lose your power, you start talking over the other person. You're out of control or emotional. You start blaming the other person. You start talking down to them. When a person is not on their journey, when a person doesn't understand themselves, when a person is um, uh, being, they don't have an out, Basically, they start pointing the finger at you. They get loud. They start screaming. They get angry. And you should stay calm. You should stay what? Confident, clear, and controlled because you have the power. And your power is making that other person very angry because they've lost their power. When you're angry, you're frustrated, you're angry, you're screaming, you don't have any power whatsoever. You have to make sure you understand what you're dealing with. When you have your power, you know that. When people don't have their power, they have to be loud and strong because they want to win over you. They never back down from a fight. They want you to be weak because they're weak. And that's where the screaming and hollering comes from. They take advantage of that. They want what they want right now from you. And what happens? A person who is non-assertive gives in and gives up. And that's not what you want to do. Giving in and giving up does not mean that you're weak. Actually, it means that you have moved to another space. I'm going to move right. I'm going to give up right now, but I'm not giving up on me. I'm giving up on where you are because I do understand you are in a place that you need to check. Not I need to check your space. You need to check yours. So I'm not going to be in the conflict zone with you. I draw two circles, three circles. One circle is for the man. One circle is for the woman. And third circle is for the couple. If you're bringing drama into my life, if you're bringing conflict into my life, then I might want to exit you for a minute. I'll come back. We'll talk about this another day because I see this as a hot button issue for you. But you cannot leave it off the table. You do have to address it. Be careful. When you are being assertive, be careful your eye contact. Look at that person in the eye. Do not withdraw yourself from that person. Do not sulk and, and, and whine. Do not be submissive, ladies. Come on. You can't do that. Do not be fearful. Do not be appeasing. Do not feel like you always got to do something for that person when they scream and holler at you. And even if it's a man, that can be emotional abuse. Being assertive is a very phenomenal feeling because it gives you confidence in you. Not cockiness, but confidence. And that's what you want. 
You want confidence. And the other person learns from that as well. It's all about you. Reclaim your power. This is the power you've been given. You have the ability to stand on your own. You do. Is it tough if you haven't done it? I had one client who had been submissive and fearful in a relationship for a long time. And today at 60, she still is. That's an unfortunate position to be in. Change your life when you change the way you think. Be confident, clear in control and reclaim your power. This is Myra McKnight with your Lunch and Learn for today. Make it a great day. Thank you for tuning in to Lunch and Learn with Myra McKnight. Heard only on Hindsight Media Radio, 103.5 FM, where there's always something good to talk about.